Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University, where we help entrepreneurs improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Whoop. Well, we got a little story for you, Ags. Jason Petosum, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1994, is an executive coach and COO of Indigo Stone Advisors, a company that is obsessed with helping entrepreneurs leverage where they are awesome. So pass it back and listen up to Jason as he shares some good bull. Welcome back, Ags. We have got a great Aggie entrepreneur today to, on Aggie Growth Hacks. Jason, I, I just want to thank you so much for first joining us here, but then also for giving back to the Aggie Entrepreneur Network. Uh, we were talking a little bit before and how you were just in College Station talking to the EBV, the Entrepreneur Bootcamp for Veterans, their, their reunion. And that's a program that is near and dear to both Chris and mine's hearts. So thank you for being here. Thanks for speaking into the McFerrin world of entrepreneurship and just helping encouraging other Aggie entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. And I, I love giving back to the Aggie community. So anytime I can hop in there, I'm happy to do it. Well, you were just back here as a mentor. But you're class of 94, so things have changed a little bit since you were walking around in, in your core boots. Uh, but what do you miss about not being a student at A&M? Too many things to, to point to in that bucket. It's such an awesome experience. But I think if I had to narrow it down to one thing, it would really be the, the sense of community uh, at A&M. And, you know, while I have found community in my professional life, uh, there's just nothing close to what you feel when you're a student on campus at Texas A&M University. From the small community of my fish buddies to the greater community of the university as a whole, it's just so rare to be in a place where you've got 40,000 other people within three to four years uh, of your age, uh, all pursuing the same goals, uh, all going to yell practice, all sawing them off at the football games. It's always going to be a peak experience for me, uh, those years I spent in College Station. Love it. Absolutely love it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Indigo Stone Advisors and, and what do you guys do and how did you start that? Sure. So towards the end of my legal career, I, I practiced law for 12 years. I got my MBA at the same time I got my JD. Uh, my business partner had retired. Ooh, you are a glutton for punishment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Graduate school is a good time. My yeah. business partner had retired as an executive uh, vice president at Best Buy and Fortunately, we were moving. Uh, my wife uh, had a job offer uh, in a different state. I really didn't want to start another law practice uh, for the third time in a new state. And so my business partner and I sat down and talked about what you'd want to do with the, you know, the next 20 years of your life. And I had been doing some consulting work at the same time I was practicing law and learned that I loved doing that. So uh, we formed Indigo Stone uh, and just kind of on a whim. Uh, if you will. Uh, no business plan, no structure. <laughs> Just uh, let's start finding some clients and start doing some leadership consulting work. And it's been seven years now that we started this journey and it's been a, an amazing ride so far. Uh, to, to answer your more pointed question, uh, we're executive coaches and leadership development consultants. So we exist uh, pretty much in any realm that would touch the leadership space. Uh, we help clients uh, accelerate outcomes in that arena. Jason, do you have a specific industry or a specific size of client that gets maximum value out of you? 
Sure. So we'll give our time to smaller organizations, but the clients that we are generally find ourselves uh, most successful with are companies that are doing uh, more than $50 million in revenue a year. Companies generally don't have the org chart structure to benefit from what we're going to do when they're smaller than that. From an industry perspective, we don't have a an ideal industry that we would choose. Anywhere you've got human beings and leadership positions, we're able to provide benefit to you. That being said, we've worked in the construction industry, healthcare, insurance, technology, accounting. We've helped lots of law firms get tight about what they need to do to manage the organization. So pretty much anywhere where you've got human beings doing leadership stuff. That's awesome. Well, all of those industries that you talked about, I mean, they haven't had any leadership challenges in the last couple of years that they need help with figuring out how to deal with the global pandemics and supply chains and getting people to work. So, I mean, I'm sure that it's been just really boring the last couple of years for, for you and your team. But no, no, seriously, I think that there probably has been a lot of cool stories that you've talked through and things that you've helped clients through all the while growing your business. Is, is there something that has really accelerated the growth of, of your business? I mean, you're, you're a coach of helping growth. What has really caused you guys to grow so fast? So it's, I think it's been two things. And one of them has been an internal issue. And that internal issue was for us to both get really clear about the, our abilities to be successful as coaches. And while I have found success in my career, every step along the way, I wasn't always completely understanding what made me good at what I did and where I had the potential to, to make mistakes. And once I gained a high degree of self-awareness, it allowed me to invest my time where I was powerful and to give uh, other projects to people that were more powerful in that space than I was. So uh, leveraging the highest and best use of my time is really the short answer for myself. And for our clients, where we have found uh, the ability to help them grow and succeed is to manage things like the current sliding scale of the hybrid workforce. How do you manage a workforce that you're not seeing on a day-to-day basis? How do you bridge uh, the generation gap? You know, we built our leadership philosophy around solving the millennial and Gen Z generation shift. When COVID hit, it took what those populations needed and made them relevant to all working populations. Now, everybody kind of started to think the way millennials and Gen Z did about the workspace. And we were fortunate to be well-positioned to help organizations manage through those challenges. And we were fortunately already in the space of teaching people how to manage work from home workforces. So be prepared when luck strikes. And it, it just worked out for us very well in the last few years. Interesting. So I'm, I'm going to dig a little bit into that, right? So what is the best way to manage a, and this is completely off script, but what is the best way to manage a remote workforce? So you have to be very intentional about sustaining and creating relationship with the people that you're not in the building. So you can't, communication is not by email and text. Communication has to be by spoken word. And if it can't be in person, then you've definitely got to spend more time on Zoom in one-on-ones with your teams. The other part of that is you really need to shift from performance management and become a coach who is helping people produce outcome. So For instance, if I was to say, Greg, at the end of this month, you need to produce uh, 100 widgets. Uh, I need to be having frequent check-ins with you throughout the month to see where you are in that process. Make sure you're crystal clear about your priorities. Make sure you've got all the materials, tools, and equipment you need to be successful to reach the goal that you've 
we've set out for you. And finally, to make sure you're able to leverage where you're awesome every single day. So it keeps people engaged and also gives them the latitude to succeed. You know, we don't hire people, presumably organizations don't hire people that aren't talented. And we want to give them the power to exercise that talent to achieve outcome instead of trying to micromanage what they're doing every single minute of the day. Interesting. So switching gears a tiny bit here, what, what's been y'all's biggest challenge to your own growth and how have you kind of overcome and, and hacked that? I'd say it's two things, uh, and they both kind of stem from the same problem. And that problem is, as entrepreneurs, we all wear multiple hats. And when we were small, it was pretty easy for us to wear those multiple hats. And now that we've started to have some exponential growth from year to year, it is getting increasingly difficult for us to manage all the parts of the business and actually deliver the product to our clients. So our, our hack in that space uh, has been to hire out the things that we're not awesome at and to start to try to identify partners that we can work with to handle the things that um, aren't the highest and best use of our time. How do you go through that thought process to say, okay, this is something that I have been doing and maybe you're really even good at it, but it's not what you are best suited for, that, that you've got to be open-handed and handed off to someone. How do you as a leadership team come up with identifying that? Yeah. So I spoke earlier about having a high degree of self-awareness and that having a high degree of self-awareness has taught me uh, where my energy and efforts are best suited. And my business partner is pretty clear about that as well. So uh, we not only understand ourselves very well, but understand each other very well. If people haven't had the opportunity to go through taking a personality assessment or working with an executive coach, one easy way to figure out the highest and best use of your time is to know where you get energy. So what are you working on through the day where you feel you're most powerful, where you're uh, Michael Jordan in the mid nineties uh, and just dominating whatever you're doing. And if you can identify those pockets of the day, that will give you some insight as to where you should really be spending your time and the places where you feel like you're uh, in the bottom level of the prison chained to your desk and under the watchful eye of a guard. Those are probably the kind of things you need to start hiring out. That's a really good analogy and a really good assessment. So what is the thing that makes you feel like 1993, Michael Jordan? Sure. Uh, for me, it's being one-on-one -on -one with client, being in that one-on-one -on -one coaching relationship where I can help them unlock the doors to themselves and help them kind of determine what they really want to get out of their leadership experience and to help them grow from their current state to their desired state. I love seeing people go from where they are to where they want to be. It's just really fulfilling to, to be in that space. So going back a tiny bit here, you, you mentioned that if you haven't taken a, a personality test, is there a specific personality test that you guys use and or suggest? Sure. So we use multiple, but if I was going to point clients to just one assessment to use, I would use the Gallup Finder assessment. It takes about 25 minutes for you to take the assessment and the report that they give you. I don't say this for self-serving purposes. I think every leader needs a coach. Even if you don't hire us, find somebody to make you more powerful. But if you had to self-service that experience, the Gallup Finder report gives you a very clear set of instructions for how to leverage the information contained in that report to you becoming a superhero version of yourself. Jason, you've you said it a couple times throughout this conversation. I, I pick up on the term leverage right. and, and how you are trying to find ways to maximize yourself, maximize your team in order to achieve goals that are above and beyond. What is 
Indigo Stone's big, hairy, audacious goal. What is your five, 10-year moonshot? Where are you going? Sure. So we're currently a, a team of about five coaches, and we've got a network of coaches that we can bring in sometimes when we get too much work, and we can have them help us on a contract basis. Our big, hairy, audacious goal would be to have a team of 15 coaches by 2025. And to put a very fine point on it, we would love for all of those coaches, particularly us, to be working with Texas executives and Texas organizations. The more time we spend in the state of Texas, the happier we are. So that's so interesting. And I 100% agree with that. That's so cool. So this brings us into our lightning round. But before we head there, let's pause here for a second for a message from our sponsor. All right. And we're back. So the lightning round is fun, right? You have a couple of rules here. Well, really only one rule. And that is to answer each of these questions within 30 seconds or less. Okay. Ready, Jason? I'm ready. All right. What's your favorite hack? This can be anything, personal, business, anything goes here. Sure. So across my, the entire spectrum of my life, my favorite hack is cognitive discipline. And that's our ability to manage ourselves and our response to any situation that we encounter. Uh, I used to have an issue with going quickly to angry uh, with whatever bad thing came into my focus. And it was presented to me that when you go from your normal state to angry, you lose 15 IQ points. And none of us are making good decisions uh, in that space. So once I was able to understand the problem and apply cognitive discipline principles to my life, I find that I'm more effective in almost every single moment of the day. Jason, what is your favorite bit of advice? And you get 2001 bonus points if you can say how <laughs> it was applied. Not sure. 98, by the way. Not 98. <laughs> Nine, or 94. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So uh, I, I've heard this piece of advice lots of times in my life, but it really didn't land with me until February of this year. And that piece of advice was given to me by a super coach named Steve Hardison. It's be present in every single moment. And that's to be fully invested in what you were doing and with the people you were with. And where I have found that to be very beneficial and useful as a coach is people oftentimes say things beyond the words that are spoken and with their body language and even with the verbiage that they use. And even in the last five months, that has made me a more powerful coach on a day-to-day basis is to really be able to hear and be with people with what they're dealing with. Love it. All right. Next question. What's your superpower? I guess I'd have to say my superpower is turning other humans into superheroes. I love the ability to take people from Steve Rogers to Captain America, and uh, it just fills me with joy every single day to, to help people grow into the best versions of themselves. And if I was a big enough Marvel nerd, I was thinking the exact scene. I would know that I would know that doctor's name, but we'll have to do some post-production research. <laughs> so what gets you up and excited? It might be, you know, transforming uh, regular entrepreneurs in, into superheroes, but what gets you out of bed? What gets you excited? Yeah, Greg, it's actually absolutely in that same bucket. And uh, I get to make the world a better place every single day. So even though I may be working one-on-one with a leader or with a C-suite of executives and working you know, maybe one-on-eight, I know that every person that I help is going to touch multiple lives in their day and throughout the year. And so what I'm doing gets amplified across organizations and across the world. And it just uh, fills me with joy and excitement every single day to get out of bed knowing I'm going to get to help make the world a better place. Love it. So how can the Aggie Network get in touch with you and support you moving forward? Sure. Uh, The best way to reach me is by cell phone. Uh, If you're 
class of 94 ish and older, you can feel free to call me. Uh, if you're, you know, class of 2000, whatever, and younger, and you want to text, uh, you can certainly reach me at 828-808-2253. Uh, email is probably the next best way to reach me at J-P-A-T-O-M-S-O-N at indigostone.com. And uh, as an issue of last resort, you can always reach out to the website at indigostone.com. Well, Jason, thank you so much for not only your time today, but really allowing us to kind of kind of peek inside you and your your business to be able to learn what it takes to to be an executive coach and and how powerful someone like you can really help entrepreneurs become to achieve their goals and in their vision. So, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate your time. I hope you'll have a wonderful week. Well, how about that, Ags? Was that pretty awesome or what? I know I had a lot of takeaways from listening to Jason. What was your biggest takeaway there, Greg? There was a lot of value bombs. And and I think that there's two or three. And I think that the number one that stuck out to me was when he was talking about how entrepreneurs and how leaders have to go away from performance management and more on to coaching uh, an actual achievement or coaching towards a goal. And, and I think that obviously COVID and working from home and remote work in 2020 and all the things that we have, how our workforce has changed in the last couple of years, that really kind of drew that out. But honestly, I think that more and more the workforce, even if you are face to face, that's just kind of, you know, how people want to be treated and how people are looked at as teammates and not employee employer. I think that that is so critical to entrepreneurs who are leading dynamic teams through difficult times. And I loved how, how he really focused on that. And then as a bonus, you know, I loved how he Everything they talked about was saying, how do you leverage it? How do you get better? How can you how can you maximize what you're doing with less or um, the same amount of effort? Yeah, I agree. No, and I agree on that. You know, and really being an entrepreneur is all about that leverage. So I I love that. So my biggest takeaway was really about uh, he talked about, and we've heard this from lots of entrepreneurs in the past, right? Find out what you're really good at and hire out for the rest, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and. His was really based on that self-awareness piece. You know, once they figured out that piece of what they were super good at, then they started getting better because they started, okay, this is not my genius zone. So I'm going to have someone else do that. Right. That is so important. I think in any entrepreneurial venture, you know, much less managerial or any kind of leadership uh, role is figure out what you're really good at. And then just have other folks, you know, delegate that out. Have other folks that are better at that piece, right? Do those pieces. Mine, by the way, is accounting. I can't stand accounting. So, so therefore. Oh, I thought you said that was your superpower. No. You, you were my, you're the Michael no. Jordan of accounting. I don't know. That's, that's the piece that I don't like, right? <laughs> that's the, honestly, and that started at A&M. I struggled in accounting. So, you know, that, that should have been a, whatever it's called. It, it, I should have known then, right? And I have known since then. Well, Axe, that's going to do it for this great episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. We hope that you enjoyed it. And we hope that you connect with Jason. I mean, for crying out loud, Axe, he gave you his phone numbers and his email. Reach out to him. Uh, invest in yourself. I just know that he is the type of ag that wants to see you get better and to see you improve. And so I hope that you do that. 
If you're not connected with Chris and I and Aggie Growth Hacks on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you are on social media, we hope that you do that as well. When you're on the web, I hope you check out aggiegrowthhacks.com where you can listen to this episode, you can listen to previous episodes, as well as check out some of our other great content. We want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship for Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a wantrepreneur, head on over to their website and find a program that's right for you. Just go to aggiegrowthhacks.com forward slash McFerrin right now. Well, join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Till then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and gig them.